0: Hello and welcome to episode number 57 of the Scottish History Podcast. My name is Owen Innes and this week we're going to be staying on Orkney and talking about the sinking of the HMS Royal Oak during World War II. So join me for episode number 57. So once again, this week we will stay on Orkney and learn about the tragic sinking of HMS Royal Oak. HMS Royal Oak was a revenge class battleship that was built in 1916, which had saw combat at the Battle of Jutland during World War I. After the First World War, many attempts were made to modernise HMS Royal Oak. However, these attempts failed to increase the overall speed of the ship, which actually became so much of a problem that she could not keep up with the other ships in the British naval fleet. This finally led to HMS Royal Oak being sent to Scapa Flow upon the outbreak of World War II in 1939. Royal Oak arrived at Scapa Flow on the 12th of October 1939. She had been battered and bruised by large storms whilst travelling on the North Atlantic Ocean. Her life rafts were all smashed up and even some of her smaller calibre guns were deemed inoperable due to the water damage. Despite this, Royal Oak would be kept at Scapa Flow as her anti-aircraft guns on board were a welcome addition To the defences at Scapa Flow Since the end of the First World War, the defences at Scapa Flow had been strengthened, however, not by much. More anti-submarine booms had been placed around some of the entrances to Scapa Flow, along with new indicator loops on the seabed of Hoxha Sound, which indicated any enemy aircraft crossing their field. More anti-submarine nets were placed as well as some more mines. But the majority of these improvements were made on the west side of Scapa Flow. On the east side of Scapa Flow, not much had changed since World War I. The sea entrances around the five islands of South Ronaldsey, Burry, Glimpsholm, Lambholm and Mainland were still being protected by not much more than the block ships that had been used in World War One. Although more block ships were placed, which was around 20, between 1939 and 1944, it turns out that the east side of Scapa Flow was not as well fortified as they thought. On the 14th of September 1939, then First Lord of the Admiralty, and future British Prime Minister Winston Churchill visited Scapa Flow, and despite his concerns, he was reassured that Britain still had command of the sea and that everything would be fine. Upon his return to London, he was greeted with the news that HMS Courageous had been sunk by a U-boat U-29 to the west of Orkney in the Irish Sea, and before long he would receive news that disaster had struck in Scapa Flow itself. Within days of the outbreak of World War II, the Kriegsmarine commander of the German U-boats, Karl Dönitz, had devised a plan to attack at Scapa Flow. His plan had two goals in mind. The first part was to try and displace the British home fleet into the North Sea to allow Germany to weaken the North Sea blockade and attack the British convoys in the Atlantic Ocean. The second goal was of course to avenge for the scuttling of the High Seas fleet, which we talked about in episode number 56, the last one. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to that after this one. With the help from aerial surveys performed, Dönitz had revealed the weaknesses at the east side of Scapa Flow and was insistent that one of his submarines would be able to thread its way between the block ships and into Scapa Flow undetected. Dönitz had picked Captain Lieutenant Gunther Prien for the job. Prien's vessel was U 47 and left port on the 8th of October 1939. Prien had decided not to brief his crew until they were mid-mission. U-47 arrived to the east of Scapa Flow on the evening of the 13th of October. Prien decided to surface around four hours before arriving at Scapa Flow and noted that the sky was lit up by the aurora borealis or the northern lights to us, and the Merry Dancers to the Orcadians. At 10pm, navigation lights were illuminated by the ships inside Scapa Flow, and Prien used these to fix his position. Just after this, the watch officer spotted a merchant ship nearby, and Prien dived to avoid being detected. Prien decided to use this merchant ship to perform a simulated attack, but didn't actually attack this particular ship. Prien then headed towards the channel, which was in between the islands of Lamholm and Burry, but he realised very soon that this was the wrong channel to take. U-47 managed to turn around and headed towards his correct heading to pass through the middle of two block ships that had been placed between the islands of Lamholm and Mainland. Throughout all of this manoeuvring, U-47 was surfaced and as they passed the village of St Mary's on Mainland, the vessel was illuminated by the lights of a passing taxi. Prien thought that the game was up, but instead the car kept going and raised no alarm. U-47 entered Scapa Flow at 27 minutes past midnight on the 15th of October. Once inside the flow, they found it surprisingly empty until they had spotted two battleships. Now they had actually only seen one battleship and that was HMS Royal Oak, which was obscuring the view of a seaplane tender, the Pegasus. At 58 minutes past midnight, U-47 fired four torpedoes. One of these torpedoes misfired. The other three headed towards their intended targets. Two of them managed to miss completely, but one of them hit the bow of Royal Oak at four minutes past one in the morning. The impact of this torpedo woke the crew and shook the boat as well as severing the starboard anchor chain. Now at that point there was no visible evidence on board HMS Royal Oak that it was initially described as an explosion in the kerosene store and the sailors on board headed back to their bunks completely unaware of what had really caused this explosion. Prien then had the torpedo tubes reloaded. He had started to leave but then doubled back for a second wave of attack. This time he aimed three torpedoes directly at HMS Royal Oak and at 13 minutes past one in the morning he fired. Three minutes later, all three torpedoes hit HMS Royal Oak in quick succession which blew three large holes in the armour on the side of the ship. HMS Royal Oak was hit at 16 minutes past 1 by Prien's second wave of attack and had disappeared under the surface of Scapa Flow by 29 minutes past 1, just 13 minutes later. At this point, alarms were raised all around Scapa Flow and Prien ordered full steam ahead to leave Scapa Flow as quickly as possible. By 15 minutes past two, U-47 was gone. Prien and U-47 arrived back in Germany on the 17th of October 1939 to instant fame. Hitler even sent his own private aircraft to fly Prien and his crew to Berlin, where Prien was the first German submarine officer to receive the honour of the Knight's Cross of the Iron Cross. Now, Prien and U-47 would go on to complete nine patrols in total and sinking many Allied ships. However, on the 8th of March 1941, U-47 was sunk somewhere off of the west coast of Ireland. To this day, there is no official record of who or what eventually sank U-47. Back at Scapa Flow, the rescue effort began immediately. A tender named Daisy 2 was tied up for the night next to Royal Oak. Now as the Royal Oak started to list out of the water, Daisy 2 started to rise out of the water and the skipper, John Gatt, ordered Daisy 2 to be cut free. Many of the crew of Royal Oak who had managed to get to safety were only dressed in their nightclothes and were not prepared for the cold waters. Some did try to swim the over half a mile to the shore, but only a handful managed to survive the swim. After John Gatt switched on the searchlights of Daisy 2, he and his crew were able to rescue 386 men from the water, including the commander of the Royal Oak, Captain William Benn. Gatt continued to search for survivors for around three and a half hours after the Royal Oak had finally sunk, after which he took the survivors he had to the seaplane tender that I mentioned before, the Pegasus. John Gatt was responsible for rescuing almost every single survivor of the disaster. In total, he rescued 386 men from the water and 424 in total survived. Gatt was awarded the Distinguished Service Cross for his efforts and this was the only award given by the British Navy in the aftermath of the sinking of HMS Royal Oak. Now in total 835 men died as a result of U-47's attack on HMS Royal Oak and is still today the largest loss of life in a single Royal Navy action. And of these 835 dead, 134 were no more than boy seamen. They weren't even 18 years old. Today, the resting place of HMS Royal Oak is a designated war grave and is marked by a green buoy in the water. On a calm sea day and at low tide, the upturned hull of HMS Royal Oak is visible just five metres from the surface of the water. In the 1970s, a recreational diver stripped the Royal Oak's gold lettering from the hull of the ship as a keepsake for himself. The lettering was returned in the 1990s and is now on display at the Scapa Flow Visitor Centre in Linus. It is now illegal for recreational divers to dive the Royal Oak. In Kirkwall, in the impressive St Magnus Cathedral, there is a mightily impressive memorial to HMS Royal Oak. The reconditioned bell of the ship sits above a remembrance book containing the 835 names of those who died that night. And every single week, one page of that book is turned. So folks, that ends episode number 57. Next week I'm planning to talk about the Churchill Barriers, which was as a result of the sinking of HMS Royal Oak. So for another week we're going to be staying in Orkney. So thank you very much again for listening. If you wish to get in touch with the podcast, you can do so via the website. That's www.scothistorypod.com You can contact me via email. That's scotthistorypod at gmail.com You can like the Facebook page, the Twitter page and the Instagram page. And if for any reason you would like to support the podcast, you can do so via the Patreon page, which is pat. R E O N, so patreon.com forward slash Scott History Pod. And you can help donate to keep this podcast running. So, folks, once again, thank you very, very much. And I will speak to you again next time.